0: All right, episode 25 of Ruin My Childhood. This is brought to you by Audible. Yeah. Katrina, what do you know about Audible? <laughs> <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> you forgot. How do you forget something so great like Audible?
1: They have over 180,000 titles.
0: They do. If you sign up using our link, com slash mdxpods, you can actually get a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook.
1: That's an entire month.
0: It's an entire month. And the thing that's great is this really truly is free for that first month. Uh, If you have an Amazon account, you just link in your Amazon account. You can get your free book and you can cancel right away. And you can even keep the free book. That's pretty
1: sweet, yeah.
0: It's pretty sweet. And if you sustain it and you keep going, you basically get a free book every single month. So it's pretty awesome and it helps us out a lot. So please check out that link. We'll have it in the description for this episode. And on with the show.
1: On with the show. Ruin my childhood. Hello, and thank you for listening to Ruin My Childhood, the podcast where we decide if some things are better left in the past. I'm Kat. I'm Mike. And today we are talking about the Santa Claus.
0: The Santa Claus?
1: Yeah, we're doing a Christmas episode. Ooh. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's actually exciting. Christmas movies are really fun.
1: What do you remember about this movie? Um, I know
0: I own this movie as a kid. Um, I, 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 think it was one of the first VHS, like Christmas or not VHS, sorry, uh, Christmas DVDs we got. So I definitely remember this movie being something that I watched. Um, I can't remember like cheeky one-liners. Like I know it's cheeky cause it's Tim Allen in the nineties, but all I really remember is David Crumholtz is who's super jewish is the main elf <laughs> i remember santa falls off the roof and then he becomes the santa through the santa clause with an e and i i think his like there's a stepdad like i think he's divorced from his wife and the, the son has to like go to different places for different holidays and like the stepdad is like anti-christmas or something like that but I don't really remember. I just know he begrudgingly becomes Santa. And I do remember he there's like some fat jokes in it and stuff like that.
1: Oh, jeez, <laughs> I mean, it was the 90s. What year yeah. was this?
0: 93,
1: 94. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching this for the first time at a friend's house. And I saw it on TV a couple of times when I was a kid. But we didn't own it. Um, the, the main thing that sticks out in my head about this movie is that guy with the weenie whistle. Like at the end of the movie, he's really excited to have a weenie whistle. That's pretty much it, honestly. Um, I know that there's some kind of like a sketchy legal gray area and Tim Allen accidentally kills Santa Claus. And so he has to become Santa Claus because he puts on the suit.
0: Yeah, and that's the clause.
1: Yeah, that's definitely not legally binding.
0: No, it's not. Uh, Yeah, that's definitely an issue that I'm sure I'm going to have with this movie when we watch it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a kids movie, but there have been plenty of times when I thought something was a really good movie and then we went back to watch it and I'm like, "What is this Mickey Mouse nonsense? Like the budget looks <laughs> really low when we revisit it and you know, I'm I'm a little worried this is going to be one of those movies, but I I remember being a good movie when I was a kid.
0: I remember liking it as a kid. Oh, the other thing I remember, elves with attitude. Like at the end, I think he gets like arrested or something and like the elves have to bust him out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that doesn't ring a bell.
0: Yeah, no, it's totally a thing. I remember that. Um, This movie has to be at least decent. It made two sequels.
1: Two sequels? Yeah. Did they both have Tim Allen?
0: Yeah. So one of them came out, I think think when i was at the movie theater or just after i left um like one he has to get married it's the mrs clause oh yeah then there's a third one where like jack frost takes over and i i've seen i've seen each of the other ones only once but i've seen this one several times
1: so he has to have an arranged marriage and we just decided to act like it was some anomaly worldwide even though probably the majority of marriages are arranged marriages in the world.
0: It's not an arranged marriage. He he, like falls in love with his son's principal.
1: And he like has to marry her.
0: He has to marry somebody. He gets to choose. He just had to marry somebody by like Christmas Eve of a certain time frame.
1: Somebody.
0: Yeah. Anybody. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the first movie, which is a classic. All
1: right. So let's go watch this movie.
0: Yeah, let's go. Walt Disney Pictures presents the biggest comedy of the year.
1: You're so fat. Critics call the Santa Claus hilarious. It's sheer magic. Tim Allen, the Santa Claus, rated PG, starts Friday. All right. That was interesting.
0: Yeah. Um... (laughs) There were parts of this movie I really liked, and there were definitely parts that were super dated.
1: What parts did you like?
0: I I honestly, I like Tim Allen, and I think he has good line delivery. Like, I think this movie could have been a lot worse with a different actor. Uh, I also think it could have been better with someone like Tom Hanks. I think Tom Hanks would have been really fun in this role. I think his with the exact same dialogue, I think Tom Hanks just would have brought a little bit more warmth and funness. Funness? Funness. Just a little bit more fun and warmth. And, I mean, Tom Hanks is just super charismatic and
1: tom hanks would have made this magical because he is a magical person he you know is. that day that i had to go to set after getting burned by oh, a weenie thing <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, a got, hot dog I got thing i got, at I got burned at, at 7-eleven because some man dropped that hot dog thing on me and i had like i showed up to set with a third degree burn between two of my fingers and so they took me to video village where the medic was and Tom Hanks was there and he was delightful. He's a delightful delightful person. I had a third degree burn and it was still a delightful day. (laughs)
0: Um, But I do think he would have been, he, 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 like you said, he's just delightful. Like he's a, pleasure to watch on screen and i think he would have been good but i do like tim allen i think he's fun it's weird that he became like a family icon because he was a coke dealer
1: right and i feel like that might be part of why i wasn't digging him as much this time around because now i do know about all of his past stuff um but also you know i don't remember his face looking quite so much like philip defranco
0: yeah, he definitely... <laughs> he's got like, that, like, this
1: squishy that, face thing.
0: This was the point, because he used to be, like, really thin. Like, when, like, Home Improvement started, he really had the, the super thin, skinny, and then as that show got going, and then he started doing more movies, he, he kind of got the like dad bod. He doesn't look though. He, well, he you,
1: just kind of looks like maybe he's having allergies, or, like, he's on <laughs> steroids. I don't know. Not, like, not, like, muscles, st- like, prednisone. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, (laughs) I still think he's I think I I like his like sarcastic kind of delivery. I think he's good at the, you know, the snide remarks. And there's a few pretty good remarks in this movie, like especially when he's like making fun of the stepdad or kind of like jabbing at his ex-wife. Like, I (sighs) definitely think he implies that there was some infidelity between his (laughs) ex-wife.
1: I mean, everything that he says to a fellow adult is just smarmy in this movie.
0: Well, it is it's until nasty. he... It's well, nasty. Actually, I disagree. I think he's only like that to his wife and to Neil, played by a, uh, Judge Reinhold.
1: And that would be fine, but it's always in front of the kids. Yeah. So, like, that just makes him a thoroughly well, scummy character. right, but
0: the problem is they're both bad. Like, the mom's bad. Oh, yeah, and they're all jerks. This, this, the the stepdad is wrong because... The son Charlie is constantly talking about how the stepfather says negative things about Tim Allen's character Scott Calvin when he's yeah. not around, and the mom says things negative about the f- about Tim Allen's character right o- you know right away too. I so. mean,
1: they're all just kind of terrible people right. who are getting exactly what they deserve from one I, another. I do
0: think, like, like I said, I do think that. Um, I guess we should just summarize the movie and then I'll go back and I tell you why I think there was some infidelity because I think it's very heavily implied.
1: Uh, I don't think so.
0: I'll tell you why. But anyway, in the briefest, this movie is like pretty, pretty straightforward. Uh, Divorced family man or divorced man played by Tim Allen, Scott Scott Calvin is like a toy executive. And, you know, the stereotypical thing in the 90s movies where the dad calls, he's going to be late and he's like, oh, I had a business thing. Oh, traffic's insane, and there's no traffic. You know, that stereotypical thing. He ends up getting the son for Christmas. He reads him a story. The mom and the stepdad tell the boy that Santa's not real, and he's actually, like, upset by that. He even says something along the lines, like, if we're going to ruin my son's childhood, I would like to at least be a part of it. Um, He reads him a, a bedtime story the night before Christmas, and then Santa Claus comes. He inadvertently scares Santa. He falls off the roof. He puts on the Santa suit, and does the job for that night and unbeknown to him at the time he goes back to unbeknownst unbeknownst
1: <laughs> what's unbeknown i don't know Unknown? anyway he goes to,
0: he goes to the north pole and bernard played by david Krumholtz, is like it's a santa claus and he like he uses this like giant magnifying glass it shows him like this crazy legal mumbo jumbo basically saying that he forfeits his right to his prior identity
1: <laughs> and he has to be
0: Santa Claus, and then they go back. They magically teleport it back to their house. The son tells everybody, like tells his friends, his family, everybody that's dead. Santa Claus.
1: He's stoked about it.
0: He is. He's juiced. And then Scott Calvin has to pull, like ju- or, like just juggle these feelings of being Santa Claus and you know, he's begrudgingly doing it. He doesn't necessarily initially want to do it.
1: He's clearly having endocrine problems.
0: Yeah. He's fluctuating <laughs> in weight. is like he shaves and then instantly it comes back. And then he ultimately loses his joint custody of his son because of this because everyone thinks he's crazy. And then at the end of the movie, like he's able to prove that he is Santa Claus and he goes and does everything and the family's all right. And everything's right. good. He
1: started gaining weight uncontrollably and growing hair where he shouldn't. And everyone thought he was crazy. Yeah. This movie's about me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Stupid. But anyway, just to um, go back to my point with the, the infidelity thing, there's a certain point where he says something along the lines of, the reason that your mother and Neil don't believe in Santa is they don't want to because they know they'd get coal because they have both have been very bad this year. And... He, I don't
1: he, think that's anything.
0: Well, no, and then he there's something else. I don't remember what it was, but there's something mm, else that it's he not said. not your notes.
1: How convenient. No,
0: I'm gonna look through them. I don't have my phone up. um But he says something. Oh, I gotta scroll through. I wrote a lot of notes because this movie was had a lot of weird stuff in it. <laughs> um He made the cold comment, and then she she several times throughout the movie, even when the sun's not around, says, "Well, you were never there. You were never around," and you don't listen and just kind of speaking like the 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 emotional availability of Tim Allen's character and could be a reason why she strayed i yeah, think that there I was i think that's
1: more of a reason why she left him cuz he's a scummy dude like he hardly ever sees his kid and yet we the don't opening know that, scenes he's driving and lying on his phone about why he's late to meet them
0: but i think that's that stereotypical thing in the 90s because it also seemed like him having a magical childhood was really important to him. Like he was legitimately upset, and he seemed hurt that they went and told the the son that Santa Claus wasn't real because
1: it was unnecessary.
0: Exactly, just like but, you
1: let a kid enjoy the lie for as long as they want and to.
0: So it seemed like he legitimately cared about the son's happiness with Christmas, and he, you know, when he got there, he tried to make dinner. And he tried to make it special, he tried to get him eggnog, he tried to read him the story and tried to b- make that magic happen again and I don't think he was doing it to spite the fam like the mother like it, he to me he legitimately wanted to be a good father and and I think you know that's just what I think I don't know
1: mm. I mean, he wasn't doing those things specifically to spite them but he did say a lot of like really unnecessary horrible he things. did
0: he he was super mean about neil but i think in that situation like you want to be the bigger person but when you're having your son tell you that neil who's a psychiatrist is like diagnosing him and he says like some pretty terrible thing like his son says some pretty terrible things to him that he has been told that his mother like his mother and stepfather are saying like his mother and stepfather should not be having these conversations in front of of Charlie. Yeah. And then for Charlie to say it to him, like how am I? Basically crippling all the adults
1: be? in this movie suck. Are and all of them talk shit about each other in Talks smack. They talk smack about each other in front of the kid. So yeah, they're horrible people. Um You know what's interesting to me though is that Scott Scott Calvin, the dad. Yep um continues to be a jerk after they start this whole Santa Claus business. So <laughs> this is kind of weird too. Santa falls off the roof and he's not even sure that the dude is dead. Like he just thinks this is like a crazy mall Santa trying to break into his house maybe he fell off the roof. He's not sure that he's dead cuz he's like, "Sir, I'm just checking you for ID if you can hear me." So He's like looking for ID rather than maybe like performing life-saving medical procedures on this guy.
0: Well, I mean, if he broke his neck, there's not really anything. You're not going to be doing CPR or mouth-to-mouth. No, you do. He told Charlie to go call 911 and Charlie didn't.
1: And then he's just like, chill with it. Like, okay.
0: Well, no, it's because he looked up. He told Charlie to call 911 and he looked to Charlie and he goes, do you know how to call 911? And Charlie goes, yeah. Nine one one, and then by the time they were talking to each other, they'd turn their heads back, and he was gone, and it was just the clothing.
1: Right, so then he thinks that there's a fat naked man running around in the snow. He's still not concerned enough to go inside and call the police.
0: Well, no, that's because magically, when he goes to turn and go run into the house, magically a ladder appears, that, that and he ladder. runs into the ladder.
1: <laughs> that stupid ladder joke.
0: Yeah, uh, um, so at one point, when he's reading the story, and it says... God, I can't even think of the na- the actual line, but it goes uh a rose such a clatter and the sun goes what's a let me see if I've got it. I know I wrote it down somewhere.
1: Wasn't the line suddenly on the rooftop a rose such a clatter? Right. So he runs smack into this ladder and it's got a plaque on it and apparently it's from uh
0: the rose shoot I I didn't bold this one, that's why I didn't find it. The rose shoot a- shack ladder company and so the rose such a chat rose such a clack i can't even say it it's so hard to say <laughs>
1: rose suchek
0: ladder company <laughs> and it's supposed to rose such a clatter is what it looks like if you were to uh, combine it all
1: it's the worst <laughs> it's the uh, worst
0: and what was really funny is like so he goes up he puts like charlie convinces him to put the clothes he goes up to the roof and there's the reindeer up there and he's like what the hell and uh he tells the son to say he's like stay away they might have key lime disease
1: oh god and
0: then the root the reindeers all fart
1: it's reindeer plural
0: Uh, the reindeer fart and he goes easy rudolph and then like it growls and farts again and then it has (laughs) like the name tag on it it says come he's like oh sorry Kamen. where is rudolph maybe everything else seems to be true there's elves and Christmas and all the other. I don't think Rudolph
1: was ever part of the normal crew.
0: So he only did it that one night. Yes. Dang, Santa's a jerk. (laughs) I don't know. Like, make him part of the crew, bro.
1: I don't know. Elves are mean. You know, Santa's Uh, just a giant elf, right?
0: Yeah, he's supposed. Yeah, he's supposed to be. So. You said you were worried that the special effects wouldn't quite hold up.
1: Oh my lord, they were spectacularly bad.
0: In certain parts, some things looked great, but there's no the CG. There's a part where they literally fly off the roof and down into the street, and it looks like the first
1: Harry Potter PC game.
0: No, it looks it looks like the opening to Gargoyles. (laughs) Like that weird (laughs) semi CG thing. Like it looked really bad. Like it looked like. A video game from the '90s, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. But was then, really okay, so
1: they they begin on this adventure where presumably they're realizing they're in for something weird, and Scott. It just keeps calling the whole thing stupid. Like, why is he not terrified out of his mind? Why is he not right. concerned for his son's welfare? Like, they're flying through the air in the middle of winter in, a, like, an open-air sled, and he's not at all concerned that, you know, his small child might fall out Oh, to no, he's super concerned.
0: There's a point where he goes, Charlie? Hypothermia? No, he's know. super concerned. Like, there's one point where he looks back, he's, like, talking to Charlie, and he doesn't respond because he's, like, staring the sled, and then he looks around, and then he, like looks over the edge and Charlie's in the back, like he's in the bag of toys playing with a puppy. So he, he, he freaks out thinking Charlie fell off.
1: Yeah. But then he's like, he's just more annoyed than anything else through well, it's, pretty much the know, first third of the movie.
0: Disbelief. It's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so what's funny about this is, so he goes through and then, you know, all those things that when people try to say Santa isn't real, they're like, Oh, what happens if there's no chimney? And you know, he goes to an apartment and one just magically appears and, he has to fight a dog. So there's a scene that I really love. He, you know, goes down this chimney. He sees a little girl sleeping on the couch. He's trying to see Santa Claus. And she asks him all these questions. And like you said, he's kind of a jerk about he's, it. Like he's, he's
1: super rude to yeah. that little girl.
0: And he's like, hey, if you don't knock it off, I'm going to take these toys back up. And, you know, I shaved my beard. That's okay. I can do that. And then she's like, you need to drink the milk. And he, he's like, I'm lactose intolerant. He
1: was so rude about that. But
0: what I love about it is He might as on, well
1: called her an idiot.
0: But what I love about it is he comes back a year later and at this point he's decided to embrace it and he's wearing, he's got the beard, he's got the full suit and, you know, he's having a good time and he goes down and he drinks the milk and he's like, it's a little sour. And she goes, it's soy milk. You said you're lactose intolerant. And he I know. looks at her you're so sweet. and she looks so sweet. She's got these big doughy eyes and she's super cute. And he looks at her and he goes, I did say that. Thank you for remembering and he looked like he genuinely loved that child for that moment. And I that, that got me. I was like, that's so sweet. <laughs> so by the end of the movie, he's, like, super into it, and he loves being Santa by the end, and I like that. What's weird about this movie, though, is the time frame's weird because he's Santa, and then Bernard's like, you need to come back in 11 months, and then we need to get going, right? And so then it just, like, I think this movie fast-forwards, like, Ten months or something like yeah. that, because it seems like they're getting ready for the Christmas at his work, and he starts his son. Uh, his son starts talking about Christmas again, and all this stuff is really weird. So I think like this movie just skips nine months and then goes forward, but it's not really clear, like how far his transfer, like how early his transformation yeah. starts.
1: The timeline is pretty goofy, and you're not really exactly sure. Um, like when you first become Santa, you're not sure how long this transfer. This whole transformation process is taking, like, you know his his coworkers they're concerned, but I think if one of my coworkers showed up thirty pounds heavier over the weekend, I'd be but they really did like I'd take point, them to the hospital.
0: But they did say that when he went and saw the doctor, he said he gained forty five pounds in less than a week. Yeah, so that's kind of weird. There is a pretty great scene where. He, he goes to work and they're having a meeting. So I really think this just like kicked into place like a month before. I think it was like a month before Christmas is when he started transforming because he goes to work and they're like, what happened to you? He's like, I got stung by a bee. And then they're ordering lunch and he orders so much and like all these desserts and everyone's like a bee. And he's like, it was a big bee. (laughs) (laughs) So like those little things I liked, like I thought the one liners were good. There's just like one thing that always bothers me about these movies and they try to explain it a little bit, where it's like, where do the adults think all these toys come from? Right. And do they like, always wh-
1: just think someone else got them,
0: or do they think the other parent did? I don't what know. But then
1: the millions of single moms out there,
0: right? And that exactly, and it bothers me. And it's like, so one of the elves was like, "Well, why?" Or he asked the elves, "Like, why doesn't why don't adults believe in Santa?" Like, clearly he's this is real, and they're like, "Um, some adult, most adults can't see magic." And then he says something along she says something along the lines like seeing isn't believing believing is seeing. But if you know hundreds <laughs> of dollars of toys are just showing up at my house like he brings a canoe. Right. At one point or a kayak. Those are hundreds of dollars. There's no way a parent's going to be like did you buy our son a kayak and not tell me. Right. What Are we going to do with a kayak kind of thing like clearly he's real.
1: There's a pretty significant lack of concern from adults in all fronts of this film. Um, Like when he and his son initially land in the North Pole on that first Christmas when they kill Santa, they land (laughs) and then the reindeer just sort of take off. And he like protests for maybe five seconds. Then he's like, oh, well, oh, well. And just like sits down the sleigh. Like how long do you think it's going to take for hypothermia to set in?
0: It's not going to set in. They're in a magic sleigh.
1: They should be concerned.
0: They weren't even cold. There was no wind shear or anything.
1: It was ridiculous. (laughs) So they get to the North Pole and he meets all these elves that are apparently much older than he is, but they still look like children. Children. Except for Bernard. Right. He's like a a, a teenage Jewish movie executive. It's very strange. So are they just like aging really slowly? How does that work? And Bernard has been there for a very long time. Yeah. Because he's kind of like the head elf. So that sort of makes sense.
0: And there is one that looks like a baby. Like one or two years old. Right.
1: And like, do they live there year round? Are they indentured servants? What's going on?
0: They were already making toys on Christmas for the next year.
1: Yeah. But what did they get out of it?
0: Happiness. They love it.
1: They don't look like they love it.
0: They do look like they love it. They look a
1: little bit stressed out, if you ask me. Well, Well,
0: no, they're stressed out because they have to go through a new Santa and explain everything. Because I'm sure every time this happens, the adults don't believe in it. So they have to convince somebody that this happens and you know it's annoying for them like they've probably done this if they're you know if the one girl is 1200 years old like are do santas live longer or are they getting a new santa every you know 40 50 years (laughs) like for them it's like they're doing this all the damn time
1: like what if a little girl killed santa
0: well no it's not who killed him it's who puts on the suit
1: yeah what if some like little girl got all savage and off santa and then put on his suit what then she would
0: turn into a man
1: that's gnarly <laughs> and also several little girls dream come true but um <laughs> <laughs> this is so weird this is such a weird movie and it keeps getting weirder the more i think well, about it it gets it, wasn't there like a really dark joke in there about a firefighter
0: uh i don't remember a joke about a firefighter like I an do old th-
1: woman it's like near the end something about my poor husband he didn't make it out he was a firefighter but it was like a joke
0: I, I don't recall that. It, at all. I was
1: hoping you took that note, too, because mine was really vague.
0: Um, well, the joke that they did make in that. So he's talking to the, the little girl or the, not a little girl, the elf, and she makes some hot chocolate. And he's she's like, I've been perfecting this over twelve hundred years. And he drinks it. and He's like, oh, this is really good. And he goes twelve hundred years old. You look really good for your age. And she oh, goes, right. she goes, thanks. I'm not interested, though. I'm dating somebody in rapping. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> it was
1: so awkward. That must have been an interesting day on set with all the pedophiles watching in the uh, producer's chairs. Uh, Actually, I don't know who produced this movie. I'm not saying you guys are it's pedophiles. It's Disney. Oh, okay, they're probably pedophiles. Um, <laughs> oh, it's just such a weird climate in this industry now. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, initially it seemed to me like his entire transformation took place in the weeks following the Christmas when he accidentally killed Santa, but it sounds like you think this was just leading up to the next year's Christmas. No, I
0: definitely think because he didn't turn full-fledged Santa until, like, right at that hearing. And they're like, it's almost Christmas. So I I think he, because he didn't turn into Santa Claus instantly, like, when he put on that suit. So I think that it wasn't until, because Bernard said something about, we need to see you, like, in 11 months. Or he's like, get right. back here in 11 months. So I think he started transforming about a month prior and because they were already having issues because like when he went and saw the principal he still looked normal and everything so
1: yeah and then they delivered the the list
0: and he still looked normal and, and
1: things started getting real weird
0: and that's when yeah when they started getting weird and right even initially like he started gaining weight but he still had his normal hair and then it kicked up a notch when he went to go see the doctor which was a few days later then it was all white and everything oh, Hit God.
1: okay don't even get me started on that doctor
0: oh that was funny i actually like, really like that scene. so he,
1: he asks him what what's your diet like and he says uh, milk and cookies and he's like oh really oh that's your problem there lay off the sweets like nothing about like i'm gonna set you up with a nutritionist consultant well, that's like the 90s. none of that he's just that like stuff. stop eating only milk and cookies and you'll be fine nothing about like are you getting any greens you need fiber, like nothing. Well, not concerned at
0: all. is not something that most physicians really studied. That's true. Um, <laughs> but I did like that scene because he like listens to his heart and it's like, boom, 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 <laughs> boom, and then he goes, he goes, what about my hair? And he's like, you're getting older. He goes, yeah, but this all happened in a week. He's like, diet, and you must diet. So it's like diet uh, like the hair, and then diet. But well, like, I like eating. Eating. that
1: the doctor gives him what's sort of like half of a stress test yet he just basically makes him run on the treadmill and then listens to his heart like he doesn't monitor him while he's changing the speed on the treadmill he doesn't like have what, the ekg going he's just like what doesn't make sense is he like, said his pulse is fine run on this treadmill for a little while we'll see what happens
0: yeah well he 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 does his pulse by touching his wrist mm-hmm. instead of and he goes you know, he doesn't do blood pressure or anything like that, but he does his pulse <laughs> and he says, your pulse rate's fine, right? but let me listen. And when he listens, it sounds like jingle bells. <laughs> listening to your heart is the same as basically, it's, it's listening to your heart rate and your pulse is your heart rate. <laughs> so when he touched his wrist, it would have felt like jingle bells. not
1: Yeah. It. It's I odd. Don't know. Yeah. None of it made any sense. No, it didn't. Um, I also thought it was interesting just how angry the stepdad psychiatrist got about the weenie whistle and it didn't like um prompt any introspection on his part he was like yeah i'm really angry about the weenie whistle thing because when i was what he was like three he didn't get the weenie whistle for christmas that he wanted and that's how he knew that santa claus wasn't real and like he still had anger over this i i do
0: think there's most people and uh, like this is in movies and i think most people have one gift, whether it was for birthdays or Christmas, that they really wanted and they were truly disappointed they didn't get. Like, for me, I wanted a Nintendo 64, like, my whole life. I wanted one, and I didn't. I went out and got one after, like, high school.
1: How and much then, did those things cost, though? Well,
0: those were, like, $250, but even yeah. later, once new consoles came out, like, I remember seeing them at GameStop for, like, $25, and, like, I wanted one for, for like, Christmas or my birthday, and I never got one, and then... I had like I went and bought one after you and I were together because it was just something it was one of those things that I really wanted. So I think most people have that one gift they really want and it crushes them. Like I know people who really, really wanted an easy bake oven who never got one. And uh, it was so just one my of those
1: upbringing things. and my experience with Christmas was all about baby Jesus. Nothing right. about presents.
0: Right. And that's the way I mean, it like, should I think, be.
1: Well, and like we had a, a significantly difficult time at certain points. So there were even Christmases where we didn't get anything. Um, so I think my experience with that is just like a little bit different. So it's hard for right, me to relate to like people, seething anger over a weenie whistle.
0: And anger is, is weird. Like disappointment I get. Like, especially something like that, like a whistle, honestly, that I feel like any family could afford a whistle. like right. that. That's like, was probably free if you bought a pot of, like a pack of hot dogs kind of thing. <laughs> so I get it. And that's where he's so, like, he's not anti-Christmas, but he's anti-Santa, and by the end, he's like Santa, <laughs> and everything right. like he's happy. So because, he's like
1: in his mind, he's trying to save Charlie from disappointment.
0: Right. And the thing that I do really like about Tim Allen Santa Claus once he embraces it, like I already kind of talked about that scene when he goes back and he has that heartfelt moment. But then he gets arrested, and he's just like totally. He's like, "I'm Chris Kringle. I'm Père Noël," and he does like all the different versions of Santa Claus in all these different languages. <laughs> and then he goes and he gets his ex-wife um the board game that she really wanted when she was a kid and yeah he he does not like neil but he got him that thing like he became what santa claus is just a happy person who does the right thing and just brings joy and i think that by the end of it he was really into it and i've only seen the other movies like once and i remember in like the second movie like they say like he is the best santa claus that's ever been santa claus and I do get that feeling that he legitimately got into it and liked it. Like he even has a speech at work when they're making a tank that Santa drives in. And he's just like, no, that's not what Christmas is about. And I don't know. Like I, there were certain parts that I, that did hit me on an emotional level for some reason. I don't, I don't know. Like,
1: I think I'm just too jaded and I kind of feel like, the American modern Santa Claus is an invention of toy companies and they sort of roped in parents because if the kid down the street was getting a pretty sweet toy for Christmas, then their kid had to get a sweet toy for Christmas because why would they let their kid think that they were worse?
0: Right. Well, and that's the thing that's (laughs) tough and, and it's, it's one of those things like we don't have kids and like, it feels weird lying to them, but it's also fun and, to let someone believe that there's magic in the world right. is a great thing.
1: But it's also it, a construct of the toy industry.
0: Right. Well, I mean, Saint Nicholas was a person and you No, know, he there,
1: was, but like the modern American Santa is totally different from Santa everywhere well, else real, in the world. Well, let's be real, it's not
0: the American Santa anymore. Like our version of Santa is like the main version now. Spread like they're
1: like a disease. I kind of right. like the German version where he's got like that creepy sidekick. That's a pretty sweet Santa.
0: <laughs> Krampus?
1: <laughs> I think it's something else though.
0: Yeah, and Krampus is weird. Krampus is different. Um, but overall, like anything else, like I don't know, like I've got a lot of notes. Like there are a lot of like stupid, campy things in this movie. hmm. But there's certain like I didn't write down a lot of notes because I actually did get into the movie at certain points. Like there wasn't some nostalgia factor in it. Like I remember the elves with attitude coming up and uh like they pulled out the tinsel to break them out and like tinsel more than decoration and yeah. stuff so like that. Like there were some one-liners and like stuff that, you know, popped into my head right before they said it right after. And I'm like, there oh, were yeah, definitely a that. couple
1: good, warm, fuzzy moments, but I think the, uh, the special effects were pretty jarring for me.
0: In certain points, any time of the, the reindeer were flying. It looked pretty bad. Yeah. Um, the, like the other, another line I liked was when he's at the doctor's office, he's like, you're as healthy as a horse. And he goes, yeah, Clydesdale. Cause he was like mm. super big at that time. <laughs> Overall, oh, like, I, I, the other, the other scene that's, it, it's funny, but it's kind of, like, creepy, and I'd be upset if I was a parent in this park, so he goes to the park, and he's watching Charlie play soccer, and this is right before he loses his visitation rights, and this little girl sitting on the bench, and then she starts scooting closer and closer, yeah, and she's like, Santa, cute. and the next thing you know, there's a line of, like, 20 kids, and he's, like, letting them sit on his lap, right. and so, like, you see this transition of him, once again, like, he's really, like, protesting, he's telling all his, like, friends and family members he got stung by bee, and things are going on but then like when he sees children he just like gets sucked into it and then he starts becoming santa and Mm -hmm. like i did like watching him come from like he wasn't a mean person like he was snide to the adults but to me he genuinely seemed like he wanted to be a good person for christmas i'm
1: surprised that the toy company aspect did not come into play more
0: right well, it they did bring it up a couple times, like at sh- that career day. Um, Charlie says, "My dad's Santa," and then he tries to back. Buy- he's like, "No, no what he I'm means like Santa. is like I'm like Santa because I work for a toy company and right. I bring joy and everything." And I do think it was gr- a great moment for his character when he's at the meeting and they're trying to pitch like all these toys. And he starts saying, like, yeah, this toy's super cheap. Like, Santa wouldn't endorse it. You know, it breaks, and then you got to buy new parts. And they're like, yeah, that's the point. We sell the parts, too. Yeah. And then he just comes to this realization that the commercialization of Christmas is awful. And it's all about, you know, like, the elves are different. And, you know, Christmas is different. And it's about families. Like, you, we should make cheap toys that even poorer families can afford that are still good and will, you know foster creativity and so like he starts going through this transition at work saying like hey i should we should be a better company because at the beginning of the movie he was a little schmarmy. like he gives this speech and he's like yeah we're the best salespeople kind of thing but yeah i liked it
1: (laughs) yeah i mean um, there are certain kids christmas movies that i watch them and they're not very good but i would still love to watch them again every year but after revisiting this, I don't think this is one of those movies for me. I think I'd watch it with a kid, but I'm not going to watch it again on my own.
0: So, would you say it ruins your childhood?
1: Uh, 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 a little.
0: I'm torn <laughs> because I recognize the parts of this movie that aren't good.
1: Right but I still really enjoy the warm fuzzy parts
0: exactly and like I really like the last half hour of this movie is great it's 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 all warm and fuzzy the last half hour he gets yeah
1: that reindeer CG the reindeer
0: is <laughs> not great the reindeer are not great the CG's bad and then yeah like the beginning of the movie is a little slow like it's really interesting once to become Santa Claus and then it gets really slow in the middle and then it speeds back up. So there are moments where for like even children I can see it getting kind of boring. So like I'm torn. Like I don't want to say ruin my childhood, but I think I'm in the same boat as you. I wouldn't want to really watch it again.
1: Yeah. All right. So that pretty much uh, wraps up the Santa Claus. What are we talking about next time?
0: Um, I think it will come out like December 30th. So I still feel it's appropriate to do a Christmas movie. So let's do another Christmas movie.
1: Let's do another Christmas movie.
0: How about Jingle All the Way?
1: That sounds terrible. I'm all for it.
0: All right, let's do it. Jake Lloyd, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. What could go wrong?
1: <laughs> Not much.
0: So, uh, Katrina, where can our uh, listeners find you?
1: Uh, well, Michael, our uh, listeners can find me on YouTube at Katrinaocity. How about you?
0: Um, everything that's uh, MDX pods related, you can see at mdxpods.com. We do uh, updates on Instagram and Twitter at MDX pods. We're on Facebook as well. Uh, check us out at patreon.com slash MDX pods. If you want to, you know, throw us a couple dollars, get some rewards, it helps us out a lot. Other than that, that's that's everything.
1: Awesome. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye.